please repeat. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. O Mangalam Guru Devaya, Devi Matriksha Mangalam, Mangalam Bhakta Brindebhyo Sarvalokaya Mangalam, Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarvadharmasarupine, Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam, Om Sara Shiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Madhyamam, Ashmaracharya Prayantam Vande Gurum Param Param Vasudevutam Devam Kamstamadana, Devaki Paramanandam Krishna Vande Jagat Gurum. So we've been continuing where we are what did we do last week you were here no it was the prayers of of devaki devaki's prayers that's right so this is the we're on the uh, the third ch- discourse the third chapter of the shima of the tenth book of the shimad bhagavatam and tenth book is the book of krishna lila and we're in the section where krishna has just been born if you can say born right so hmm Meaning? Today. Today. He's born. <laughs> He's born now. <laughs> exactly. That's one of the things we'll talk about is when is he, when is actually Krishna born? Right. So we know in the, st- the uh, we've gotten far this far in the story. Um, uh, 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 Devaki and and Vasudeva uh, by the by the cruelty of their uh, of, of of Kamsa, her cousin brother or brother were imprisoned and all their children were killed okay as we know the story um and now they're imprisoned deep and i've been to that place you go if you go to vrindavan and mathura not mathura in mathura the place where krishna the place traditionally understood to be the dungeon where krishna was born is still there you can go um it's still it's underneath feels feels like a dungeon right and there's a there's a giant mosque on top of it, so it adds a little bit more to the tension. Now I don't know if it's what happened. You know, at that time it was a lot of security. It was more than 20 years ago for me when I went there. It was already a lot of security uh, 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 because it was obviously originally a giant temple to Krishna, and then a giant mosque is on it uh, during the the uh, uh, difficult history of India. But anyways, it's very so you feel when you go down, it feels like you're in a prison. You know. Whether that's a place, that's a traditional place. You can't prove uh, something that happened 5,000 years ago of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a deity's divine appearance. You know, it's hard to prove that. You know, we've, we've discussed the difference between proof of, of whether it's historical, whether it's metaphysical, whether it's metaphorical and symbolic, all these things we're talking, which is one of the things we'll go into today. But so, uh, uh, when the Lord finally appeared, he entered to the mind of Vasudev through... In, into the mind of Vasudev, through the mind of Vasudev, into the body of of Devaki, and then Devaki became pregnant, and then he just appeared, right? Not born in the normal sense, and he appeared in, as the way the text says, with four arms and all royal, <coughs> all divine insignia, holding conch and disc and club and lotus, right? And, and fully dressed with a golden helmet, everything. And the verse we'll read today also even says that the reason he did that so there'd be no question of who he is right because a lot of this is a play as we've been going into it a play between the divine and 
human, how the divine can be human, right? Uh, both what does it mean metaphorically, but also miraculously how the divine can take human birth, right? So it's it's part of that uh, idea, and so we read the the uh, prayers of uh, Vasudeva, very uh, philosophical, and then last week that was over one week I think, and then the prayers of um, uh, of uh, Devaki, the mother, very beautiful. That's basically declared that you are the infinite cosmic being, beyond birth, beyond death, beyond form, beyond qualities, never unchangeable and 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 never born. Yet here you are, as a, as a, as my uh, appearing as my son. And then she says, "Please, I'm scared." We talked a little bit about the nature of the motherly, that Vatsalya Baba, the, the the mother relationship towards the Lord. I'm scared that comes as soon as he hears that you've been born, he's going to come and try to kill you. So I'm scared. You quickly give up your forearm form and become again a baby, and so we can see what to do, right? So that's what happens. That's where we left off. We're, so today we'll read. Um, uh, 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 Vishnu or will be Krishna, Krishna or Vishnu's uh, its response to the prayers of the mother and father. Let's see, in some verses I translated, and in some verses I'll just read. And I couldn't find my Tapasyananda translation; it's missing. <laughs> so I'm uh, uh, somebody stole my scriptures, <laughs> or I misplaced my scriptures. But I'm reading from the um, uh, the version from Gita Press, which I've had since I was 16. <laughs> my phone my it just looks so cool you know like I got it at the yoga center in Costa Mesa it was expensive there too I remember it was like oh my god it was a $40 book or something two volumes look so cool you know later I found out that this uh, the Gita press is highly subsidized and in India this would be 56 50 cents a dollar tops <laughs> in America you can't sell it for more than five dollars legally or something like that it's in strict restrictions but I didn't know better back then how to order it but it was still, it's been, been with me all these years. I'm glad I've been able to. It also looks, feels so good, this cloth down books. Holy. In the Bhagavad time, actually, there are certain books that are considered so holy that the book itself is worshipable. Right? And well, we always, we always treat scriptures properly. We, don't, we, we, put in, we, don't, we treat all books properly. Right? I remember, um, uh, we, but we don't put like scriptures on the floor. We, you know, I'm putting things on the floor here, you know. <laughs> right, we don't touch things with our feet, and especially any type of scripture. Um, uh, uh, uh. One time I remember we had the, what's that map book that people used to carry in their car and now it's on their phone? Thomas Guy. Thomas Guy. When in the back, uh, on the floor in the back of Bush's car was a Thomas Guy. We always kept it back there. You know, me, me. And Haradun, the temple of priest, he said it shouldn't be on the floor. He said it's just maps, it's not a scripture. He says, no, 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 Saraswati is Rupa. This is still, it's, it's a form of Mother Saraswati. You don't put it on, it shouldn't people touch it with their feet. Take it off the floor, so we put it on the seat, you know. But even even the Thomas guy should be treated proper respect. But there's why are books treated with respect? They're treated with respect because all books, it's Saraswati's Rupa, but a, sp a spiritual book gives spiritual information, but it's not the same as the information it gives. Sri Ramakrishna himself said that if you, uh, a, a book of, um, he told this to some Vivekananda, he told Vivekananda, they, they kept an almanac, which gives the weather, the, per the, the forecasted weather, for farmers there even you know and he Thakur had it he says get that book and he says now read how much rain is expected this year so he was reading some of the charts that are given uh, uh, he says and so much rain so many f inches of rain and when is how much uh, humidity when the monsoons are coming when to properly plant seeds like this he says now squeeze it and tell me squeeze it let's get some water out of it 
right? And, he, and he, Samaj obviously is, he got the point. He didn't have to like, you know, it was like, the, you know, there's not. It gives all the all the details of water, but you squeeze it. Not one drop of water is in the book, right? It's talk we're saying that the books are important, right? Because it gives us information about rain, but it doesn't contain rain, right? Same as he gives the other example of of uh, or like a map. Something we use this idea that a map is not the terrain. To use our Thomas guide, right? You know, it's like a map gives details that helpful without a map it's going to be difficult to to go to go camping and hiking but it's not the same as going to the place or another talk where he said it's like if you have a a, a, a shopping list and then you take you take it you very carefully you, you, you protect it you go to the supermarket and bit by bit you check off what you need right but once you've gotten everything and you double check you know, yes 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 then you throw away the list because it served its purpose right so Sri Ramakrishna said he used these three examples for scripture even uh, uh, even holy books, even holy books, even the Vedas, right, are only valuable because they contain information. They contain detailed information that's useful, but it's not the same. Right? There's a there's a line, one of the shortest sentences in the Vedas. Remember it? It's a good one. The, it has the word Veda Bhava. Veda Aveda Bhava. Veda becomes not Veda. Right? Where, where uh, the other words, the scriptures eventually aren't the scriptures. In the beginning, we need to follow the scriptures, but eventually, once the, the you transcend the or the, the scriptures can't reveal God, and once you know God, you don't need the scriptures, right? Uh, so, but the so that's that's generally said. But the Bhagavatam is still in a special category. The text itself is considered a deity, a form. It's like a statue of Krishna is also considered like Krishna. The same thing. Usually, I'm not doing it properly. This would be it's on a raised plate. Usually, put a cloth, and you do is offer flowers and incense to the book before reciting or chanting it. The other book is the Chandi. The Chandi is also worship. We have a Chandi on our shrine, and we worship her as Durga. We offer mantras for Durga uh, in the book form, because the, the the details of it are so sweet. That's the thing. And and one thing about the Krishna Lila and uh, and the tradition of Bhakti that comes from the Bhagavatam. It says the Bhagavan and his name and the name and the name of God and God are the same, non different. The Leela of God and God are the same. The Dham, that means the place, is also the same. Right? The descriptions are considered not. So by thinking, by reciting, by reading, it's the same as being in contact with God. So the book is given much um, um, uh, hallowed uh, position. Even amongst the Vedas, the Bhagavatam and the Puranas, the Bhagavatam is considered a worship, like an incarnation directly of the Lord. So we try to treat it this way. So in, in, in so the Lord after appearing um, uh, uh, after the prayers of Mother Devaki, the Lord then gives some response. And we're let me find my text here. We were mentioning last week, the last couple of weeks, that the story has a lot of metaphorical and symbolic meaning, right? And that's not always uh, uh, pushed forward. We don't we think about it, but we don't overly think about it because we don't want to cheapen, like like. I, I believe you're a real person. Here's I'm looking at people on the microphone. I'm looking at Tripti. I've no, I, she's a real person. I've had a long relationship with her since high school. We've known each other. Elementary school. Elementary school. Oh my goodness. Elementary school. We've known each other. <laughs> we got to know each other in high school, probably. But uh, and so I can look at our life together and our relationship and friendship over the years in high school like that and give it. Oh, this is very symbolic of something, right? But you, it's and it is. It has. It's a, it can be a metaphor for life. It could be, oops. For all the all the all the things, metaphor for all kinds of things. But if if I reduce you to a metaphor and, and don't believe you exist, 
right? You know, it's the metaphor is true, but it's also your actual life and my actual relation, our actual friendship and relationship, right? So the, with Krishna, we have to be with Krishna and and Rama like that. Uh, their, their story has deep metaphorical value and meaning, but it doesn't uh, um, uh, uh, take away from. It's also the mystery of how God, inc- uh, God's incarnation, it's an actual uh, uh, divine event, right? And so we have to. Uh, we've, we've, I think, almost kind of beat this point over many, many weeks because if we go, I, I, if we, go, we have to start. If we go deeper into the into the story, we have to understand the point. So we, we we're both reading the metaphorical meaning and how it relates to our own life, but also the great revelation of how God incarnates. Uh, so we can. Uh, 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 discuss these topics without being disrespectful. I want to be able to do that. And so, what happened so far? So when is Krishna, uh, uh, we've hinted at these points, but when was Krishna born? Krishna was born at midnight. On, called Janmashtami, right? The uh, Krishna Janmashtami. Ashtami means the eighth day. Krishna Paksha. Krishna Paksha means a dark fortnight. Right? So when the sun, so it's really, it's almost Amavash. In a few days, it's a dark moon. Right? And um, it's also during, it's an, uh, um, Season is rainy season, right? It's turbulent time. It's rainy, cloudy. So this has some meaning also. He's born at midnight. Midnight is an important sunday, but midnight's also the darkest. If, if you can say the dark, once it's night, it's night. But it's the darkest part of night. It's in between. You can't get it deep. It's the deepest part of night, right? The darkest part of night during the dark part of the moon. And Ashtami is considered an inauspicious day. Right, uh, Ashtami, this the eighth day of the of the moon cycle. Ashtami, in ast- astrology, is considered uh, that of great difficulty and conflict. So it's a dark time, the darkest time of night during a wet, dark season, right, and a day that 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 symbolizes conflict and struggle, right. And so if we take this a little bit on the symbolic side, right, in our when is when when is that light born? When is that divine consciousness uh, born? It's at this darkest point, right? In the story of uh, the the uh, the story of Jesus, similarly, he's born at midnight. On, of course, he's there is no evidence that he was born on uh, on, on December twenty fifth, right? But we get that date is there. It's a really important holiday. It's the deepest point. It's uh, right around the winter solstice, winter solstice, right? The darkest time of the year, right? And the sun's the farthest, the lights are the longest they can get. And the sun's the farthest away from, from, from the earth is the farthest away from the sun, right? Then there's a shift, right? The days begin to get, light is, in the deepest darkness, light comes, right? Uh, uh, uh. So even the early church did not attribute uh, December 25th as the birthday of Jesus. That was done later with a pagan holiday that they kind of got merged into. Uh, but it's, it works. It's still a beautiful. It's a perfect uh, for the for the symbolic value. It's perfect. It's a perfect day, right? Uh, just like they're celebrating the birth of the sun. The sun seems to die. Why is it exactly that the the solstice is on the 21st, and Christ- and Jesus is born on the 25th? Those three four days represent the um, uh, 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 um, the the death of the sun. Right? The sun goes into its death and then comes back. Also signified by Jesus's life and death and resurrection after three, four days. So there's many, many books have been written on this point, on that, uh, on, on that. But a similar thing here, Krishna is born the darkest time, the darkest time of night, on a dark season, the darkest time of the month, at an inauspicious time, full of, di- a, a time represented by, diffi- uh, represents difficulties. Somebody who's born in Ashtami, they say, oh, the astrologer, if, without looking at everything else, oh, that's very unfortunate. 
Hmm. So if someone's born at midnight, yes. do you know, was he born on the 8th or the 9th? So that's, that's in, and we consider the date to be starting at midnight, right, in Western, right? In Vedic calculation, the day starts at sunrise. Right, so it's truly dark in the deepest part of the last night. Right, yeah. it's not part. Of, it's not the new day yet. But it's still the eight. It's still the eight. But but here by the Ashtami is not by, by it's the titi. It's the, it's the movement. It's the um, phase of the moon, not so much the the birth of the not the uh, the uh, appearance of the sun. So the day the titi is not exactly a day, like sometimes like the eleventh day the Kadasi won't there won't be an eleventh day. Right, it'll go, it'll go from the from the tenth day to the twelfth day. Right, that doesn't make sense. You can't skip a day. It's skipping, but it does skip a, a moon by by certain calculations. So it's not. It doesn't exactly match up. And this is, of course, we're not we're not going to do the chart of Lord Krishna, right? But actually, we have people have done the chart of Lord Krishna, and they say that his life. If you do, he's also born under when when Rohini is ascendant, right? The star, his nakshatra is Rohini, right? So it's uh, Krishna Paksha. Uh, um, I forget the name of the month. Uh, 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 anyway, I'm forgetting this now. The name of the month: uh, Ashtamititi and Rohini Nakshatra. So people have done. We know. Actually, I even wrote down. If you want to know the exact date, as per Vedic calculations, let me find it here. Three two two eight before the Christian era. That makes this year coming up on, on Janmashtami, the summer, it could be 5,243 years ago. All right, we know the exact date. Yeah, uh, that means 5,000 years. That means 2,000. You know, so that's uh, uh, so that's what we say. Oh, five, it's 5,000 plus. Right, 5,200 something. Yes. So you looked at his entire Vedic chart. I have not looked. I don't know anything about astrology, <laughs> but people have done. People, I mean, uh, and and from what I've seen, what the ancient texts say, that he's meant. He'll have many difficulties and conflicts, and he'll help remove so many conflicts and wars. And we see Krishna's life is one of uh, of, of, of uh, battles, and uh, uh, resolving battles, both in battling and in trying to mitigate battles. Right. So that's all these. Is we take a little bit symbolically. This is also the darkest time during. So when can God? When can we have the? At, a, at, at the worst time, at the darkest time, God, we can still realize, He's coming at that time. And we're in Devaki, Devaki and Vasudeva, they're in prison, right? Their, their children have all been killed, right? Their freedom taken away, their, uh, uh, their uh, family members also in prison, kingdoms usurped, right? Uh, uh, and so we, we uh, yogis have given some, was carefully they've given some meaning. It's like if we were to take, if we, uh, symbolic meaning, uh, um, of who's Devaki and who's Vasudeva, right? Devaki is seen as the body in the world of metaphors. Devaki is the body to whom where this Krishna is born, right? And Vasudeva, just like the word Vasudeva and Vasudeva, he, Vasudeva means the son of Vasudeva, right? So Vasudeva means uh, uh, all-pervading spread, well, spread, which refers to uh, prana. Right, so Vas- Vasudeva, in the, for a yogi, can be interpreted as prana, right? And so, when prana and arises within the body, right, something's born. That's Krishna, right? And Krishna's name also means pleasure. It means bliss. It means attraction, 
right? So this spiritual bliss can be, and so yogis will say, oh, when the, within the body, when prana is controlled and, and raised, right, uh, th- something new is born, something ignites, right, and that's bliss, right? Let me find my pages here. Karshati iti Krishna, Krushati iti Krishna. These are definitions. Uh, Karshati iti Krishna means he, uh, that which attracts is called Krishna. Krishna means dark, of course, right? The dark means Krishna. He's a dark lord, right? But Krishna also means that which is attractive, right? Sometimes you hear the higher Krishna. Krishna means all attractive, right? That's where it consists from. Defin- it's a classical uh, definition. That which attracts is called Krishna. It also says, Krushati iti Krishna. Because it imparts bliss, because it grants bliss, it is called Krishna. That is called Krishna. So it means all attractive, that which is so beautiful. It's dark, but that which so beautiful attracts, or that which is that which gives bliss. So giving that as a as a spiritual kind of interpretation, that within within the body which is Devaki, and when prana awakens, which is Vasudeva, right? Uh, uh, um, Krishna can uh, this this divine consciousness awareness divine uh, self-realization God realization can also awaken Krishna. Uh, so who's Kamsa? Kamsa is seen in that metaphorical uh, way of understanding as uh, the ego, right? Kamsa is uh, uh, so you can see and why when Kamsa at the marriage of what is at the very at the very beginning of the wedding of Devaki and Vasudeva, the marriage of the body and prana, right? There was a voice from nature itself reverberated, saying, "You fool! Don't you know the son, the son of this of this this union is going to be your downfall, right? Which is the son? It's the eighth son, right? This has connections. Perhaps we're overstretching, but yogis have made connections with the chakras and that which is beyond the chakras, step by step. You know, when the time this this union comes, you're finished. When the bliss awakens, when when God consciousness shines, you're 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 not going to survive. It's going to be your death." Right. Uh, uh, uh. So this is so immediately. Let's stop it immediately. I want to, and so step by step, he's tried to destroy. Had to, he's tried to thwart it. Right, and he's tried to imprison. Right. <coughs> and so in this scene, they've been they've been shackled. Breath has been shackled. Body has been tied up into deep dark prison, darkness. Right, and his guards are all around. And when Krishna is born, she's nervous because because he says when the guards see you, they're going to kill you. Right, uh, Devaki says, right? Who are the guards? Are the guards are servants of uh, uh, Kamsa, right? And the guards are seen, it's like we have uh, certain gates, gatekeepers. A guard is another way of saying a gatekeeper, right? Our gates are the senses, right? And so this is, this is, this is one way the yogis have interpreted uh, uh, that the senses are also their servant. What happened? This, the gatekeepers are servants of Kamsa, right? They're, they're the servants of the That's what happens to our senses, our outgoing senses. Our servants of our, our, our out of control, fearful, separate, and uh, 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 unrefined ego, right? And so there, the, and so when Krishna is born, what happens? Actually, we'll get to very. We we may not even get to these verses tonight, but after Krishna, his, his statements to his parents, then he tells it. Okay, then he immediately becomes a child, and 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 uh, Vasudeva picks him up, and there's no chains, and he walks right through, walks rocks out, and walks through. Uh, Vrindavan to replace the children. You know that scene, right? Right. Uh, uh, uh. And all the se- and what happens? All the gatekeepers are asleep. All the guards are asleep. Right. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. 
So also, Krishna's, of course, the parents are, are stuck in prison, but Krishna's also born in prison. What does that mean, right? What is it? So we can all think, think not only symbolically as we're born in this body, we're imprisoned in our body and in our world, with the senses as keeping guard, won't let us anywhere beyond the, that reality. But when God incarnates, even God, the divine consciousness itself, when it takes a human form, right, an actual avatar, it also seems to be bound. He enters the physical body. Tucker would say, during his sickness, he would he would he would say, I could eat. People would say, you can easily, you're a yogi, or you can easily uh, 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 remove your cure your disease. He was dying from throat cancer, tremendously painful, wasting away in front of his disciples. Right? He got up and he he made a statement. He says he'd say, you my mind, you dwell. Let the body, let the disease of the body take care of the body. Right, they take take care of themselves. You, my mind, you dwell in bliss. He put his mind. He was not, right. Uh, uh, uh. And then he made a statement that when Brahman incarnates, when Brahman takes a human body, he weeps and cries like a human being. Part of being a human body means your, you know, infinite power, tiny little itty busy living space, as that line from Aladdin, right? Infinite un ununiversal power, a little anybody living space, right? Right. That's our situation, right? But the, our jiva is, the individual soul is like 10,000 suns, the scripture says, right? And here we are in a tiny little living space, right? But the soul of all souls, right, from which just a spark of his splendor, the Gita says, becomes all glorious things. After listing that Vibhuti Yoga chapter, that amongst luminaries I am the sun, amongst what, what, uh, mountains I am the Himalayas, I'm the water, I'm the ocean, I am these huge, giant, vast type of stuff. He says, all that is just a, 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 a spark of my splendor, right? So all of us combined is just a, an insignificant spark of the splendor of, of Bhagavan, right? That's also seeming to be in a little tiny living space, right? So this is also seeing that he's born in a prison. But what happens, immediately he's born and he shows himself with four arms, not in the body of Devaki at all, not as a little helpless child uh, bound by its karma to go through junior high school yet again you know like we are you know right <laughs> when we take human birth it's not by our free choice <laughs> it's by our <laughs> we're being kept after school for detention <laughs> we're being punished with a middle doing all right so he uh, 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 uh. so he he's born in the, in the deepest darkest in, in a prison the darkest night right seemingly incarnated in, incarcerated Right, or we call it incarnated, right, trapped in this <laughs> body, right. But immediately he's he shows himself, I'm all powerful, and his parents. But wow, you're all powerful. You're infinite <laughs> consciousness. You're unbound. You're unborn, unfettered, beyond change, beyond you know, beyond modification. That's the realization, right. And then he said, and then at the end of these verses, he, he'll say, now and then immediately they go and they walk right out of the prison, no problem, right. So he's bound, but not bound. And that's the thing is, we're also in a similar, kind of in a similar situation. If we knew how much power we actually had, we'd, we wouldn't be sitting there weeping and wailing like we are, right? And Abu Huta Gita refrain, why do you weep, my friend? Right? He says, when you're infinite, or why do you weep when, you're not, when there is no death for you, and there is no birth for you? That's true even in the individual, which is also non-different from Bhagavan, but infinitely more true of the infinite individual, Bhagavan, <laughs> right? The, 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 the uh, Brahman itself is by definition infinite. Right, when it takes human forms, but still it seems, does Krishna, in the beginning this is showing, he knows he's God. Krishna always, in the stories, Krishna always knows he's God. Right, here he shows himself, four arms, I'm God, don't tell anybody, right, you know. But then you have stories, in, like when Lord Ram was born, right, did Ram know he was God? Some texts say yes, other texts say no, 
right? So the uh, Tulsida uh, uh, Valmiki, I think nine people or eight nine people knew he was Bhagavan during Krishna during Ram's birth, right? Uh, uh, and look, what about Sri Ramakrishna? They're saying, oh, he was a sadak. We believe he is God, and he revealed himself as an incarnation of God. But he, we also understand from his own description and people's description, he was struggling. He loved God. He was struggling to realize God, right? And so. And he'd say, when God incarnates, when you take on a human form, you take on seemingly all the fetters of a human body, which includes separateness from God, even if you're God, right? You know, uh, and so you have to. And so the, the the avatars, their longing for the infinite is an infinite longing because they're infinite. Our longing for the infinite is usually pretty minuscule because we're minuscule. Min is that a word? Something like that. You know the word. <laughs> minute. <laughs> right, right. And 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 the ones who can generate a little bit more they be easily become free right but so when an avatar sadhana becomes <laughs> takes on universal proportions right uh, 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 that's why we say oh even we pray in in our uh, um, uh, in our um, kandana verses uh, that Sam Vivekananda wrote uh, the Arati hymns to Sri Ramakrishna uh, says all of your sadhana all your spiritual practices and austerities are practiced for our sake one thing you can say oh by an example also but also for I mean what because you took you took you took human limitations for our sake right and your finding God is also opens the way for every the entire world right so uh, 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 so in the in the in the uh, Sri Ramakrishna Lila Prashanga Sharananda goes into this that in Sri Ramakrishna we saw sometimes he manifested and showed himself fully as conscious of his divine identity other times he seemed to be longing, seem to be lost in the world of Maya, and longing to get release. Which one's true? Right? So it's hard to say. And and even during Sri Ramakrishna's, uh, after Sri Ramakrishna's passing, his disciples had two camps. Right? One of them headed by Girish Ghosh. Right? Girish Ghosh, uh, he believes Sri Ramakrishna is directly God. He didn't die. He didn't have cancer because these are all human things. He's God. He's he's the one who created countless universes and he never changes, right? He 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 got sick only to for us to test our faith. Right? He never how can God be sick and he's God so he can't be sick. And if you think he's sick you have no faith. Right? You're offen offensive. Right? He have, he had so much faith in Sri Ramakrishna and his divine avatarhood. Right? Uh, uh, and Sri Ramakrishna encouraged a little bit to this this view of his, right? But other people, like the, 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 the monastic disciples, Sri Ramakrishna, said, no, he showed us, it's not just, oh, we believe that he's avatar, it's efficient. He showed the way. By being an avatar, he showed how to find, how to long for God. The pain and suffering of human embodiment and separation from God, we have to, God realization is our only goal, we have to find, and therefore, they, they renounced the world and plunged into, into sadhana. To realize, he said, you, should, you have to do sadhana, realize God through sadhana. Which one? So, and himself showed he had to realize he realized God through sadhana. Uh, so, faith which can't? Hmm? Faith or works? Faith or in Christianity, Christian theology, it's faith or works. You believe Jesus is God sufficient, or do you have to follow what Jesus said and did, as a, as a yogi and sadhak, his example, right? And his life is a burning example for all generations to follow. Or just no, no, he was God, and if we, have, we believe that he's God sufficient. And if you don't believe he's God, then then that itself is an offense, right? And so I forget the exact who was the head of the other uh, the, the, uh, position, but Swami Vivekananda held a mock debate, <laughs> a friendly debate amongst the two camps, like one of their meetings, right? And Swami Vivekananda was the judge, right? And they both gave their position on their views, and each one gave examples. Like ex one example is given in the in the Lila Prashanga. It's there at one point. Sri Ramakrishna cannot. He's if you if you've seen the p final pictures of Sri Ramakrishna's body, 
tremendous. He was emaciated, uh, completely uh, destroyed by cancer. Very difficult, right? And he couldn't move. He had not got out of bed in weeks, right? His disciples are doing everything for him. He can't get up to go to the bathroom like this, right? And at one point, remember who, maybe somebody, who was it? One of the disciples, remember with the snake, with snake. Some disciple was in, was in, the, in, the, in, the, in the garden. And, and somebody saw him jump out of bed, run downstairs, get, and chase away a snake from the path, and run back up and go lay down and be sick again. Because the person, that snake would have, would have bitten them. Right, so it's like, hmm, <laughs> right? Is he a sick, is he a sick, uh, 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 sick old sadhu with cancer, or is he? Yes, tell me. When did that happen? In or is that? It's in that the final illness. I don't exactly know the full details, but it was in the final illness. And he actually literally ran. Out yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so the saying goes, right? And so this shows. Oh, he's just faking it. He's not. He's just showing. He's not really suffering. Others say no. The thing is that it's a mysterious. That the whole point of these verses that, that, that the incarnation is very mysterious. It's both things. Right and which and so Sharananda says, we Sharananda was a big believer that no the, when God incarnates he takes he forgets that he's God he gives up and he has to he has to earn that right again in human body that's part of being a human body, right? Uh, uh, the Gnostics hold that he's perfectly God, right? The Gnostic Christians didn't believe Jesus died, he didn't resurrect because he was never a body, right? So which one is so the Bhagavatam hints at more the the that he's always divine. He never forget. That's the position. Other texts have Krishna as a sadhak also. And Sarvashardana says that we see, I didn't believe any of this stuff. I didn't believe in any avatars and all the fictitious stories mentioned in the scriptures. But then I saw, I met Sri Ramakrishna. I saw that that these things are true. I saw I saw them in, 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 in uh, physically. right? And therefore he said what must be true with him may also have been true with previous avatars. And he gives reasons why we hide it's called hagiography. We write, we, st- we, we when we tell stories of saints, we clean them up, right? Saints never, they, they, they never argue, they never disagree with each other, never in a bad mood, right? They never go to the bathroom, they never, you know, it's like it's like we 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 paint them in the survival. What to speak of avatars, saints that we could try and that we tell each other in writing books for the next generation about how perfect and all glorious they are, right? You don't mention any of this stuff. Buddha, we have something. Jesus, we have a little bit. We have a struggle in the forest for 40 days in the desert. Right, some temptation, right, uh, from the devil. A few different temptations are there. Other than that, almost nothing is known. It skipped. His sadhana skipped, right? Partially because there are books that describe his sadhana. Those didn't. Those didn't win out in the, in the when the when the canon was 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 put together. And there's books that completely leave that stuff out. The full Gnostic books. Those books also weren't didn't win out, right? I'm kind of a mainstream in between. Uh, are the ones that kind of became the canon. Uh, uh, but so, whether Krishna had sadhana in order to attain his Krishnahood, that's not said in the, the Bhagavatam, so that's not our position, right? You know, we're presenting the Bhagavatam as it is. But Sharananda says it may have been true for Krishna and Ram also, but uh, their authors who tell their stories after so many thousands of years, that wasn't the habit to point those things out. This is Chaitanya, we know his sadhana, Jesus, we know something, Buddha, we know his struggles, right? Uh, 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 and so Sri Ramakrishna says the latest example is our example, that uh, who himself said he who came as Rama, he who came as Krishna, came as this time as Ramakrishna, and who he saw, he himself said about his struggles and 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 and, and aspirations and, and and austerity, right? <coughs> yes, I mean, Did Sri Ramakrishna said he was Krishna, said he was Rama, but then he also said he was Kali. Yeah, another verses. Yeah, he is Kali. We, we, he did say it like that. He's another from Kali, but uh, specifically on, on his deathbed, he told Swami Vivekananda, "He who came as Rama, he who came as Krishna." 
came as in this time, in this body as Ramakrishna. What time was? Mm. That was the last. What time was Sri Ramakrishna? Excuse me. What hour was Sri Ramakrishna? That I don't know. It's uh, early, very early in the morning, yeah, before sunrise in the morning. Five fifteen. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it, in the Lila Prashanga, the great master, his if you want to see his astro- his astrological chart is yeah. there. You can actually read his astrological chart. Right, uh, they know uh, a chart was done for him as at, at his birth. It's the habit of Brahmin families in a village at that time. Uh, yeah, uh, chart was done. But uh, was my point. Um, oh, uh, uh, so uh, De- Devaki is the bo- if Devaki is the body and Vasudeva is prana, the senses are. Um, the, the guards Krishna's born that uh, so oh incar- that's right incar- the, in- the incarnation as incarceration right he's born in prison but he's f- at the same time he's eternally free even if he seems to be in prison and everybody thinks they're a little bit scared even though they think he's they believe he's absolute but still they're a little scared what comes to comes back he's, he's going he's to try to kill you please hide yourself that was the the people who just prayed you are deathless birthless changeless all powerful in the source of everything born in order to kill Kamsa careful Kamsa's coming <laughs> right so, so even there's always that play the whole theme of the incarnation is this constant play of how the absolute touches the relative right and and so that we'll, we'll jump we'll jump we'll just jump into the we haven't given a single verse yet please forgive me <laughs> but these are these are good topics so um, make sure here Another quick thing is Mathura, where he's born, and and Kamsa is the king of Mathura. He took the kingdom of Mathura. He's not the rightful king, right? Uh, uh, Mathura comes from has within it the word Madhu, right? It's considered sweet. It was the abode of sweetness, right? Vrindavan and Mathura, that whole area of Rajas, this place is a is a symbol of sweetness, but everything was made sour, right? By this by the ego, uncontrolled ego, and and uh, and their can't say disobedient senses obedient to the uncontrolled ego senses right and so it was made like hell right he was born in a hellish situation but eventually he tells his he tells his uh, eventually he comes back and frees his parents and and cleans up the whole thing purifies everything right and again uh, becomes the abode of sweetness right so we can see in in a bitter life where egos in control lord can purify so um the Lord replied, I'm, I'm reading from verse 31 of the third discourse, in chapter 10. The Lord replied, he tells his antecedent incarnation. Antecedent means previous, right? Antecedent incarnation. In a previous life, in course of, in, in course of the Swayambhuva uh, Manvantar, you alone, O good lady, were Prishni. In that life, he, meaning... Vasudeva uh, uh, was a sinless Prajapati, Suttapa by name. So this is given their pre- previous incarnations. And one thing we learn from the Bhagavatam and all the Puranas that there's always a backstory, right? And we also all have a backstory. We have our karmas that brought us to the situation. But who knows previous incarnations? What, what, what was set in motion when that makes us all here now? And we're trying to, and so we're trying to understand what we're going through. We can't always, because much of our story is unknown, 
right? Krishna says in, in to Arjuna, says many are the births that both of us have lived, but I remember them, you don't. That's the difference. I remember all my previous incarnations, you don't remember any of them. We don't even remember, I don't remember we did, I don't remember I left my key. I mean, I lost my Bhagavatam. I told you I lost it. That was, that was last one week, I don't know where I put my, my most holy book. <laughs> what to speak of my last life, from our hundred lives or a thousand lives ago. Right, and so he's saying in the time in the previous Manvantara, right, in previous creation cycle, you were, oh, 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 mother, my dear mother, my new mother, you were not just my new, you were my, uh, you were a lady named um, Prishni, and your husband was a Prajapati, a sinless Prajapati. Prajapati means progenitor. So the Prajapatis, given in the very f- opening chapters of the Bhagavatam, when Brahma was given the, the job of creating the universe, he had to then create progeny. So he created first, he created many things first. First he created the, uh, first the, um, the four Kumaras, and they immediately, they're pure sattvic, and we're not, we're not going to create the world. We're gonna, why, why would anybody willingly take obstacles and difficulties? Right, and they just wandered off, and they even now they're wandering the world as little little naked little children, never grew up, always pure, right? The uh, the four kumaras, right? And then he created so many different categories, but nothing worked, right? He corrected the rudras, and they just start howling and burning everything down. That didn't work, you know. It's like finally he created a, a, another category called prajapatis. Prajapatis are the progenitors. These are the fathers of mankind. This is the Vedic way of understanding the lineages of human species, you know. Uh, modern science has another method of uh, describing, but the so one prajapati was uh, Sutapa and his wife uh, uh, Prishni. When indeed you two were commanded by Brahma to beget progeny, thereupon you both practice most rigid austerities, fully controlling your senses. So, what did they do? So you have to think, the Lord is born to these people. It requires, it's not that, uh, both, who, who, who can actually give birth to God? Right? It has to be a unique, uh, a certain type of person, right? But also, if we were to take it more metaphorically, if we're going to have Krishna be born within us, right? If we're going to have that divine consciousness born in our deepest, darkest hour, right? What, what is our past? What past do we require? What, or what? How do we create that future? We have to create now as the path. We have to create the seeds now, right? So it's saying, you, in, in your previous life, in order to, uh, under the order of Lord Brahma, you, you perform great austerities, right? And this is the devotional text, but it's full of yogic knowledge, right? And, and, and examples of great yogis. They, they got their boons from tremendous tapasya, super, uh, uh, great years of practice, right? I remember in Swami Chaitananda talking about Gopalarma. Gopalma, the one, like one great disciple of Sri Ramakrishna, she had continuous vision of baby Krishna. Baby Krishna was her playmate. Too much so, actually, it was almost too much for her. Because Krishna is a naughty boy, not easy, you know. Uh, uh, but it came because she did japam, what was it, like 14 hours a day or something like that for 35 years, continuously. 14 hours a day or plus, I forget, I may get, and that's a number that's coming to me, something like that. Uh, 14, 18 hours a day, 35 years, non-stop, without break, right? And then and Swami Chaitanya, the joke, he looks at every, when he does here, he looks at 14 hours a day, 35 years, 14 hours a day, 35 years, 14 hours. What we do, we sit 
five ten minutes in the morning. We sit we we, we five ten minutes in the evening, and we hope they have the same result, right? So it's like, uh, but it requires as you see these people who have this great realization. They 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 did much to to can't they earn it? But they did much to purify themselves so that realization comes. Of course, God is not something you buy, right? By by practices, yes. Does that purification roll over to our next slide? Yes, that's the thing. It, it definitely, because that Krishna also says in the Gita, when Arjuna asks Krishna, "What happens if we practice? If I do this yoga, you're telling me, what happens to somebody who doesn't, who dies before getting realization, right? Uh, uh, called yoga brishta, some a fallen yogi, or somebody who doesn't make it for whatever reason, either because they die before they finish or they fall off the path. Is there's no hope? He goes, no, no, no. You pick up where you left off." Right, you're, 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 you're the, the, the spiritual, you, and that happens, you'll see, this happens also in, in, amongst devotees. You, 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 you're, you're, you're in high school and you read some book and, like, and all of a sudden like, pow, you, you take off in spiritual life, right? And then after a little bit of time, then, then, then bang, you crash into exactly, and, then you, and then, then you can't make progress easily anymore. You make so much progress and then it stops, right? Uh, Guruji said this is because you're catching up where you left off. Right, you know, at a certain point, your karma is all of a sudden. It's like, wow, like in two, three years, I look how much progress I've made. naturally, you're probably catching up to where where you kind of left off. Right now, it becomes still some struggle, but there's still seeds in the path. We don't know what's going to come, right, uh, from from the past. Okay, so what 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 austerities did they do? Actually, it says actually what they wanted. Brahmat said, you need to have children. He's a prajapati. He needs to have children. He needs to have progeny. So what they they don't want just any type of children. This is uh, many commentaries on these verses have been given about having spiritual children, right? It's about about the birth of, a sp- of the ultimate spiritual child, Krishna. But it's also good advice about people who are going to have children, right? Is that what do they do? They 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 start doing puja and austerity. They start fasting. They start worshiping. They start doing uh, uh, different types of practices, right? Garbha Dhana Samskara. These are there's the different samskaras or certain uh, um, ceremonies that are done throughout life. The first one's done before you're born, right? People do special pujas and special offerings to attract a divine soul. So this is an example of that. Of that, right? Uh, 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 uh. So that's it's uh, 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 a diff- It's beyond planned. Uh, a planned child. It's a the prayed for child. An austerity producing child. Right, and we see many people. We've done people come here, and they, they have special offerings, and we find out later that special puja and heaven done, and realize, oh no, we're praying. We're, 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 we want to start a family. We're trying to pray, get the Lord's blessing, that a right soul comes, and everything is smooth. And they're trying to invoke a certain type of soul. Right, and this is what it's so. These parents, they want that. that uh, they want a very special soul. They want the highest possible person, right, type of child. Right, so the, and so their technique usually when and, and uh, can't even say when people want children, they they the senses go out of control and you get children, right? Or sometimes you don't want children, your senses get out of control, you get children, right? Both of them are born out of agitated, out of control senses, right? So the, their immediate response, you you should have children. Let's do all, let's control the senses. It's not the normal response, right? But also, so we take it as like how to have spiritual children, right? Or if you take it how to have the divine child born, the divine consciousness awakened. That also, re- let's, let's have, the beginning step is to control some sort of self-control, control the senses. What do they do? Varsha, rain, vata, wind, atapa, sunshine, himma, 
cold or snow. Gharma, heat, right? So rain, wind, sun, cold, and heat. These are the different seasons, right? It says kala gunanu. Each, each um, according to season, kala time, the qualities of each you endured. You endured all these different seasons. That's the difficulty of the season. Enduring the quality of the season, such as rain, wind, sun, cold, and heat. Right, that's the first thing. So, this refers in, 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 in the practice of austerity. There's people who do very conscious uh, what you do. You, uh, uh, if, you go, if you've seen videos of the Kumamela, the Vaishnava sadhus, from the first day of spring all through summer, the hot season, they, they light fires around themselves and they sit in the sun. Right, it's called Panchagni Tapa. Right, they put four fires in the sun. It's a whole very intense practice, right? Uh, but they're the hot season. They're in the sun. What we do when it gets hot, we go inside, right? Cold season, right? Or a rainy season. What do we do? We also get away from the rain. They go outside and they sit outside in the rain. And the, during the cold season, they're 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 waist deep or neck deep in water, in the river. These are the exact opposite, right? So that these are very intense austerities. But that's not that. So some people say that's what this was. They were doing this type of fierce asceticism. These were the prajapatis. These are they had different uh, ability. You know, we don't put a sweater on. Even now, I'm not covered properly. I make I may, may get a cold from just a little bit of wind. This is our big tapasya and this kali yuga. You know, but uh, the um, uh, people had strength to do. Aus- you need austerity easily. We'll just stand in water and stare at the sun and 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 <laughs> and uh, meditate in the snow like this. Right? They're enduring. Or it could also be you endured. It's a big austerity. You uh, you simply endure the changes of nature. Because it says all the qualities of nature one after another. You tolerated them. Right? We, we, so that's also whatever the changes in the world duality, you, you, you tolerate them. Right? Just tolerating is a huge austerity. You don't have to like, do difficult things. Just not being agitated by simple changes of nature is itself a big austerity. Swami Omananda, our Guruji, he, he, tells, he, he always tells us that the six transformations, constant, the world is made of six constant changes. That is uh, pleasure and pain, heat and cold, honor and dishonor. No, no, uh, pleasure and pain, honor and dishonor, uh, um, success and failure. And then capped by birth and death. These are the, the big ones, right? Because if you can keep your mind, these things constantly happen. Sometimes successful, sometimes failure. Sometimes happy, sometimes kubikuchi, kubikuchi, right? Sometimes happy, sometimes miserable, right? Uh, 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 so these things, these are inevitable. That's the nature of the dualistic world: the heat and cold, pleasure, pain, success, failure, birth, death, sickness, health, all constantly changing. If you can keep your mind a little bit steady, he says, even 30 days, you see, you'll be, you, you can attain, you've attained much. We can't even keep steady 30 seconds, 30 minutes, right? We're eating, all of a sudden, oh, this is so good. Oh man, I got cold. Great, my tea's cold. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> this is my nature. Yeah, my coffee's cold again. So I'm I'm Ikananda. My coffee's cold. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like we can't even tolerate. We between the first sip and the last sip, the natural changes. And in, 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 I mean, I'm, we can't. We meaning me, right? But uh, uh, but to speak of the big things of nature, the constantly changing. So this can also be taken simply just being tolerant and 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 equipoised during the changes of nature, or can be seen as doing tremendous actual big austerity. But even being tolerant and and and, and not being agitated is a huge austerity. That's a big tapasya. Right. Um, saha manu nau swasharudha. Saha manu. Saha manu means endure. Okay. Uh, 
Swasha Rodha. Swasha means breath. Rodha means to control. This means so you also did breath control, means pranayama, giving some yogic sadhana. They did yoga sadhana, right? And also, this gives a little bit of uh, connection to the idea that symbolically, Devaki means a body and Vasudeva is prana. The con- when these things are related properly, something else comes. So, here it says, you, in your pre- previous life, that's why the yogis didn't come up with this, just make it up. They're, they're verse, there's internal evidence that gives some idea of the symbolism, right? In your previous life, you purified your mind by pranayama, right? It says, it says, vinirduta um, mana malo. Vinirduta, you completely purified, right? Manaha malo, all the impurities of the mind, right? By by breath control, by pranayama, yogic sadhana, you be by tolerating tolerating the changes of nature. You engaged in in pranayama and yogic. This could just be and other prana forms of yogic sadhana. This is one mentioned. You controlled, you removed the impurities of the mind, right? That's important, right? And then, what was your diet? Shrinna Parana. Shrinna Parana means leaves that have fallen. So this is this is, this is different types. First, we okay. What what's our austerity? First, oh, we become vegetarian, right? That's a, that's a big thing, right? Or then, oh, that we don't eat uh, cook food, cook food, or we only eat fruit and milk, or then we only eat then it's fruit that calls naturally from the trees. There's different levels of types of Right, uh, and here it's like it's not just eating leaves, eating leaves that that fall naturally. So you're not even hurting the plant. Dry leaves, right? They call this dry leaves or discarded leaves, right? Uh, uh, uh. So different types of things. And then there's another one where you only eat air, right? That's why one of Parvati's name is uh, Aparna, who doesn't take leaves even, right? Aparna means one who, because she, in order to get Shiva as her husband, how much austerity? Shiva likes austerity. Takes austerity to catch his attention. Also takes austerity to have union with him. Her austerity is a union with Shiva. How much austerity she did, and one of the austerities. So she slowly controlled so much, where she was not. She was living on air, right? So the saying. So it says. <coughs> you 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 both lived on fallen leaves, and then by eating air. Actually, this thing of eating air is also a yogic technique. Uh, there's different uh, statements of people who live on different types of way of getting prana, but this way of actually eating air, right? Uh, uh, my our Swami Vishuddhananda taught this uh, this pranayama Swami Omananda. He demonstrated it to me, right? He says, and he was getting some 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 benefit. He says during Guruji's time, I got some 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 benefit, right? I was making some progress, but it requires as you do that, you start eating less and doing the sadhana. We actually swallow air, and you're pulling prana and things like that from like it's like almost like swallowing and like this you know uh, and you have to reduce your work because you don't get calories from air you get prana right and work redu- uses calories right uh, uh, and because Guruji was that time he was his only sevak he said I was taking care of him I couldn't stop working I was uh, cooking and cleaning and shopping and every teaching and everything for, for, for our Guruji at the time so I had to stop right I, I learned the technique and it was making some progress but I couldn't reduce I could reduce my food but I couldn't reduce my work Right. Uh, so these, if you, if 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 I was a, a, a yogi in, in a cave, I could probably practice. If I had no other, no expenditure of, of, of calories and like this, I could probably manage like this. So there's a technique. These are all references to actual techniques. You both lived on fallen leaves and by eating air. You both worship me with a peaceful mind. Matakamam upasita upashantena chetas You worship me with even uh, a peaceful mind 
seeking the object of your desire from me. So this is not nishkama. This is not without desire. They had a desire. They were told you need to have children by Brahma himself, right? Have uh, have begin uh, propagation. But so they had. But they said, well, who, who do we go to to get a good child? They had a desire. Their desire to have a child. They had not without desire, right? So either this is an example of somebody who wants a good desire, right? You have to do us. You have to pray to God to give you get get this desire fulfilled. Or if it means having a spirit, if it means the the ultimate desire of realizing God, right? You have to. That's a different type of. Uh, 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 uh. It's also considered desire, but a different type of desire. It's not selfish desire, but they. So. When people come here and they pray, "Oh Ma, please, you know, I want people." I remember one time somebody came with a be- very beautiful little girl in their, in their hands, right? Like, oh, beautiful! I didn't know why. Why you had a baby? And 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 they're like very happy, very proud of their little little daughter, right? But the 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 there's a preference for boys in some Indian families, obviously. And the the man said, "Yeah, we came and we offered a coconut, right, to Ma for a child, and you put it on the shrine. You put a you put a pink flower on it." That's why we got a girl, right? They blame me for the girl child because I should have put a, if I, should, if I knew I would have put a blue flower on it perhaps, I don't know, you know. But, you know, but their prayer, but the thing is, it's, it's not, not a selfless prayer, but it's a good prayer. They want a child, you, you pray, right? I've quoted this, this uh, conversation many, many times. It's from a little book the Hare Krishna's published called Perfect Questions, Perfect Answers, I think, maybe. And, um, uh, uh, and it was a Peace Corps worker in Mayapur talking to Prabhupada. This is the Mayapur project was just being built, and in the conversations, the guys like we'd always say, "Yeah, but all these people they pray, they're all everybody's praying for money," kind mm-hmm. of criticizing, right? Right? And he says, "Yes," he says, "He says that's bad," and Prabhupada said, "Actually, prayer is always good." Right? He says, "He says, at least they know where money comes from. Everything comes from Krishna, right? We we are trying to get everything minus Krishna, right? At least they're trying to they're going to Krishna, right? And Krishna will give them money." If they pray, right? But that's not a very big blessing, right? Sri Ramakrishna said to go to a king and ask for lentils, right? He has his whole treasure. You can get bliss from Krishna. But that's when people don't want bliss. They want money. So you pay what you want, right? According to what your purification is, right? So he says, and Krishna, and slowly they'll become purified because they're praying to Krishna. And then they'll ask for Krishna. They ask for love. Mm-hmm. But money gives you the financial no, no, of course, no, there's not, it there's, yes, the yes, yes, but that's not what was meant in the conversation, you know, some days people just want money, you know, but still they pray, many people, they, they, they do pujas like that in order to just get success and, uh, not, more success? yeah, very much so like this, you know, I mean, they don't, they don't look at it as a means of, not everybody looks at it like this, achieving, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, you know, uh, you know, people who achieve the standard of living, there's no guarantee that achieving the standard of living will make your spiritual life easier, Right, so but it's it's natural. Of course, we we, we we have needs, and we can pray for those needs, right? But this is not the the, the thing. Is also uh, in, in 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 Gita and other places is that our past, our, our needs are being satisfied by our past karma, not by this karma, right? Uh, and so in, it, while our needs are satisfied, we have to. I mean, we have to, even the desire to work for our needs is the result of our past karma, right? Uh, but the point is whether we get things or not getting things, we're still trapped in these. Birth, death, old age, disease, uh, hot and cold, pleasure and pain, success, failure, and then and and then eventual rebirth and indeterminate nature, right? That's still the cycle we're in, right? So, the point Krishna's Shri uh, Prabhupada was making is that no prayer is also good, and Krishna will give the money, right? But because they're praying to Krishna, they'll be purified, and when they get purified, then devotion will also awaken, right? Uh, uh, uh.
So you worship me. You had an you you did you you did this tremendous austerity for so long in order to get a boon from me, right? Uh, with with desire. This is the the desire. Of course, was a spiritual desire, but still a desire. You know. Constantly med- let's see it's verse twenty seven. Yeah, constantly medita- meditating upon me. Four, three, five. No, it skips thirty six. I didn't do all the verses here. Uh, thirty three, three, thirty six. While you were, while you were with your mind fixed on me, were both thus practicing severe austerities most difficult to practice. Oh, good lady, twelve thousand celestial years rolled by. So this is to get Krishna, right, <laughs> as their as their son. Right or to get um, uh, uh, Krishna to be born as our as our realization, right? They practice for twelve thousand divine years, right? So this number twelve is important. Twelve a twelve year period is called a tapas. The word tapas also means tw- it's the twelve austerity means twelve years is called one tapasya. If you do so, that's why people do. Oh, I, I vow I'm only going to um, uh, I'm going to. Uh, 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 you know, I won't. Uh, I, I'll eat only fruit for twelve years, so, or like a uh, milk baba. He took a fir- he, that, uh, that, that sadhu. He took a vow not to dr- only drink milk for twelve years, right? Uh, some, uh, uh, or not to cut your hair for twelve years, or to um, there's different things. Twelve year yearly vows are taking for twelve year periods, right? Why? Because you think twelve years is the time it takes uh, Jupiter to move, right? It's a period of time, especially for spiritual austerities. It's a period of a uh, uh, kumamela happens every twelve years. Right, it's a, it's a, it's why twelve years. It's a Jupiter cycle. It's, it's it represents your spiritual intentions. Right, you take practices for twelve years. Here, twelve thousand years means a very long time, many times like that. And divine years because these were in the day of there were hundreds of millions of years. You know, if you were to do the math, probably or tens of thousands, or tens of millions of years. Uh, in the mythological time, a long they, you performed austerities like this for a very long time. In order and, and so doing, you pure, you controlled your senses and you purified by pranayama, austerities, and fasting and worship. You completely purified all the malo, the all the darkness, the dirt, the um, um, uh, 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 impurities from the mind through austerities. Constantly meditating on me within your heart, and actually this is a very ni- this is a very nice Sanskrit here. Tapasya shradhaya nityam. Tapasya, you did austerities. Shraddhaya, with much faith, right? And nityam, continuously. This is how, whatever austerity, even if we do a little, maybe our austerities aren't so big as theirs, right? But success, this is given, this is a, this half verse gives the secret to success in spiritual practice. Tapasya, shraddhaya, nityam. Nityam means all the time, eternally, but also means daily, regularly. Nityaseva is regular, what you do daily or regularly, that's called Nitya Puja, Nitya Seva, Nitya Mandana, your Nitya Puja. So daily or uh, regularly, Tapasya Arshadayo Bhaktyacha Hridi Bhavitaha, with devotion in your heart, with the mood of devotion. You practice with in your heart with devotion, the bhava of devotion in your heart, Hridaya Bhavita. Bhaktiya cha hridaya bhavita. You practice your your austerities, your your disciplines, tapasya, with faith, continuously, daily, right? For so long, for twelve thousand years, or twelve years, or one week, twelve minutes, 
<laughs> twice a day, whatever it is, you know, but this is the secret to a successful practice. should be done with austere, uh, discipline, faith, regularity, and a heart full of devotion for me. 37, 38. Say, Cossedly meditating upon me within your heart with austerity, faith, and devotion, I became supremely satisfied with you both and appeared in this form. Mm. So he became. Where is it? Paritushtoham. I became very pleased with you. Paritushta. I became fully satisfied with what you've done. What pleases the Lord. Right, a heart full of devotion and, and purity and faith. That's what, what the Lord said. I became pleased. And I appeared just like this, like in this form. Meaning, here I appeared like, like Vishnu before, with four arms. That long ago, thousands of, hundreds of thousands of years ago. I, Varada Rad. Varada, Varada Rat. Varada, Varada Rad means, I am who, now is one of Krishna's names. Varada, Varada, Vara means boon, Da means giver. Varada, giver, boon, Rat, king. I am the foremost of people who give boons. So once again, that, 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 the, to go back to Srila uh, Prabhupada's statement, at least they know where money comes from. Right? Materialists also ask for money for the same reasons, but they don't know where money comes from. Right? You know, so they, 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 at least they're praying to God. Right? He's the one who gives everything. Right? Why not ask Him? Right, so th- so they, you you did this thing, and me, who am I? I am the giver of, I am the actual of all people who can fulfill desires. I am the best one. Right, everybody else gets their power to give fulfilled desires through me. Ultimately, I am the power of everything. Right, I, foremost grantor of boons, appeared before you, wishing to fulfill your desire. Kama dishaya, ditsaya. I came. I want to fulfill your desire. So this is we've seen so many in the Dev. Shiva appears or Brahma appears, Vishnu appears, and goes, "What do you want?" Right? Ask you. You've done all this practice. Why did you do it? Tell me what you want. Right? When we get that boon, we should careful what we ask. Right? Right? So you get three wishes. <laughs> First wish, more wishes. Right? <laughs> Jokes Rama Krishna Ted about a, a clever man. Right? A, a, a businessman with Vishnu appeared or uh, some devotee appeared and said, "Ask one boon." He says, "May I be? May I enjoy?" Uh, may I eat from golden plates with my grandchildren? Right. So it was like one boon. He got long life. He got wealth. He got food. He had children, and he had grandchildren. <laughs> right. So everything in one one boon. Very. Sri said, "That's a sign of. That's a, an example of a clever businessman. <laughs> He's very clever." <laughs> so you have to ask what's the boon. So I, uh, I foremost grant your boons appear before you, wishing to fulfill your desire. Right. When requested to choose a boon. Pritam varaki varaha iti ukte. I told you, choose a boon. What do you want? What's your vada? What's your vada? Madrisha vam vrittaha suttaha. Vam, you, vritta, choose. What's your choice? It's, uh, the words are separated. Madrisha suttaha. A son, sutta, but mad, madrisha means like me. So, so Krishna is telling the story. So really what they said when Vishnu appeared, asked Kabun, I want we want a son like you. Right? So we want so it means we want a divine son. We want like this. But the question is, how can who's like God? Really no one's really like God. Right? And so a similar thing, actually not just similar thing, exactly the same Boon was asked 
in their next incarnation, which we mentioned, right? You want, I want, we want a son like you. I foremost grant her a boon, appeared before you, wishing to fulfill your desire. When requested to choose a boon, you chose a son like me. 38, 39. Being husband and wife, not having experienced the worldly pleasures of sex and children, you did not ask for liberation from this world, deluded by my, my divine Maya. This verse can be interpreted almost to say two opposite things. I think it's a little purposeful. Um, and commentators have translated it and commented on it, saying the exact opposite point. It depends on the school of thought of the commentator. Right? So I'll give Bo. He says that you think these are a young couple who are told now propagate right and so they immediately did puja and they and, and but they're 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 a married couple right they got married for a reason right they want to enjoy and enjoy like that but they but they're but they're like rishis they're they're um they're they're uh, prajapatis right and when the world was young right they had high ideals but they could have asked you know when, if god appears to you and asks you ask a boon you say i want liberation right that should be the first that's and then, then okay tadastu let it be so right it could, that could happen right there right but yeah, tell me. If you want liberation, you should just quantify it with "I want it now." <laughs> yeah, that's also true. <laughs> well, yeah, you'll get liberation of it the next In ten thousand lives, see, you're yeah. clever. <laughs> with my want liberation after with my grandchildren on golden plates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But so you didn't ask that. They asked for a child like me because they they because they started this. They started this puja not for the highest goal, but for a child. But they wanted a. But they still they were a spiritual couple. They wanted a divine child. Right, and also, we could also. I mean, we're doing sadhana. We doing sadhana. We want just immediate liberation, right? Or we can do something. We want to live. We want. We want bliss in this world, right? In this difficult world, we also want. We want Godization in this world, right? Then you can be interpreted both ways, right? And also, they have a place. They're, they're going to be the parents of God, right? So then maybe that's it's sort of so can be interpreted the other uh, meaning. It says me mohita deva mayaya. Mohita, you've been attracted or deluded, right? Uh, moha, deva ma, me deva mayaya by my divine Maya, right? But this deva mayaya could also mean out of attraction for me, right? So out of love for me, you didn't choose liberation, right? Because you wanted me as your son, right? Or you didn't ask for you, did, you didn't ask for liberation because you're attracted by my Maya, this world of, of illusion. Both meanings could be there, and maybe once again, everything is the the meanings are somewhere. You can see in our own life, we have all. If we can spiritualize our our our, our like, okay, we have a ch- okay. I want a child, but I want a spiritual child, right? I want a job, but I want a moral job. I want a partner, but I want a devotional partner. You know, we we, we whatever our desires are, we spiritualize them. They don't take us away, step by step in in the way or. They're, they were destined to be God's parents and out of love for God, they didn't, uh, I don't want liberation, I want to have you as my child. Right, it's not like, th- so one of them, they rejected liberation and prayed for so this divine child or they didn't know they asked for the highest because they still had, they were a married couple that had not experienced, it says sex and children, they hadn't experienced it yet. But they were the progenitors, I mean, that was Not their, yet, that was right, this is, they're being told. Yeah, they're, they're exa- exactly, so their duty is to do, so they're, they're, that's the point, right. And they're, they're a young couple, no, no, only only twelve thousand years of austerities performed. It's still pretty healthy and young, right? <laughs> right. They, and so they they didn't they didn't have a ch- and, and, and they're meant to have children. They're 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 grahastas. They're 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 the first. They're the first parents. They're one of the one of the Adam and Eve couples. The progenitors, the prajapatis, right? There's a bunch of them. I think there's twenty four or twenty eight mentioned or something like that. The original prajapatis, right? Uh, uh, how you want to interpret another? How you want to make them mesh with modern? genealogical theory that I don't know but 
people have done such things, but they're pushing it, I think, sometimes a little bit. Uh, you sh- uh, um, structure for me, 40, 39, and I switch to this 40. Having secured the desired boon of getting a son like me and having thus realized your ambition, you proceeded when I had left to enjoy sense pleasures. Actually, the word, did I write it down? Maybe I didn't write it down. Um, uh, I didn't, but the word is actually the, uh, maybe it's, um, sorry, 39. Uh, uh, I didn't. I don't. I didn't. Tr- I didn't translate that word. But the word actually, or maybe it's in the previous verse. That's also there. Uh, husband and wife not experience. Um, gramya, gramya, gramya means uh, we get uh, even like village from that gram, right? The word, the Hindi or Sanskrit word for village, gram, right? So gramya means like social life, worldly life. Right, the social, the regular life, external life, right? But the the ancient dictionaries say gramya is a, gramya dharma, right? The duties or the the the, the, the of, of of worldly life is sex pleasure, very connected because without that's actually the thing that holds the whole thing together. Most people wouldn't start this world without some pleasure, right? So by so uh, you proceed uh, 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 having secured a desired boon and getting a son of getting a son like me. You uh, you left well, as soon as I left. You went to enjoy. This is gramya dharma. You entered the the, the, the the worldly life, which means that's a code for. Then you you went to make babies, right? You you got a boon. You'll have a child, and they went to have a child in the normal way, right? Forty, thirty-eight. Okay, uh, not finding anyone else in the world like me. You want a child like me, right? Not finding anywhere else in the world a child like me. In, uh, uh, so an amiable disposition, magnanimity, and other qualities. I myself was born as your son, and became known by the name Prishni Garba, the one who is born in the womb of Trishni, Prishni, right? Prishni Devi. So, where is there another child like? Where is there somebody like 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 uh, 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 like Vishnu? Vishnu. There's nobody like Vishnu. So if you want a child like Vishnu, and he gives you the boon, then Vishnu has to be born as your child, right? There's a, a story of um. Some uh, Vivekananda, somewhere in Europe, maybe one lady came and and told, "You're so in- you're brilliant. You marry me, will have. I want a child as brilliant as you. Right? I want a son as brilliant as you. You should become my husband, and we'll have." A- so Vivekananda was a monk. He was in a predicament. How do you even deal with that? Right? But the intention was not bad. Right? Who knows what the real intention was? Right? It could have been a clever way to how do you break how do you bring up that topic to a monk? <laughs> like could be like this, right? And then Swamiji, being also equally brilliant and very much a monk, he says, "There's no guarantee that our child would be as brilliant as me." Right? The only way to guarantee that you'll have a child as brilliant as me is if you accept me as your child. And immediately purify that relationship. Right? And, and you know, it's like immediately rather than thinking, "Oh, if we have children, then I'll have a child like you." Right. Now you accept me as your child immediately. Where this very second you can have me as a son, as brilliant as me, just as just as brilliant as me. So like this, right? I myself was born as your son of Prishni. Once more, as a son of you both, as Afra said, I was born of of Aditi through the sage Kashapa. So in their next birth, he was born as a son of of what was her name, um, Prishni, and 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 that. Um, Surapa, uh, uh, Daksha, and in their next birth, they were born. He was the same thing we read in, during the the Leela of, of uh, Vamana, 
right? Aditi wanted a, a son because um, Bali had taken over the heavens of the whole story, right? And and also when she did us, she did this called um, uh, uh, Paishabrat for uh, twelve. I forget for twelve weeks or something. Again, this number twelve chanted this Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, this twelve-lettered mantra, drinking only milk. There's a special vrat she did, and she got Vishnu appeared and said, "I want a son like you." And he says, "There's nobody like me. I'll be born as your son." And, so, and, and to her and Sage Kashapa, right? The father, she's a mother and father of the Devas, right? And and so she was born as um, uh, uh, as Vamana, the little dwarf incarnation. And that has we read through that story, but this is reference the same soul, the same parents. First is these these then is Aditi and Kashapa Muni. Once more, the son of you both, as Afra said, I was born of Aditi, an incarnation of Prishni through the sage Kashapa, an incarnation of Sutapa, and came to be known as Upendra, and also as Vamana, because of my dwarf-like form. Indeed, in this third incarnation of you both, as such, I am born again, at this moment, in the same form. My word is true, O good lady. So it's the same one. You've prayed your austerity from so many lives ago. You were, I was born. But also shows when we read the story of, 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 um, of Aditi and Kashapa. Aditi doing this 12-year this, this, uh, fast or 12-day, I forget, 12-Monday fast. Something like that. I forget the full details. Paishavarata. Uh, chanting this mantra. And immediately, you know, we can also, it, it gives the details how to do that fast. So, so many days, so many weeks, you drink only milk. On a certain day, you chant this mantra so many times. Uh, you feed brahmanas, you feed the poor, you take food after do the special puja, you bathe so many times in the rivers, and then you get the result. She did it, and Vishnu appeared. What's your result? I want, I want you to be born as my son. Okay, let it be so. Right? So it's not that difficult of a vrat. It's not twenty. It's not twelve thousand years, you know, eating eating dried leaves and and, and swallowing air. Right, you know, it's, and doing pranayama, it's a, it's a much simpler vrat, but she got the result from that simple vrat because of her in her her boon she was given in the previous uh, austerity. So even we do some austerity, we do some practice, we get a result. As I mentioned, you you quickly catch up to your sadhana, not because of sometimes it's like what well, I didn't really earn, you know, a little bit of practice, but it could be something you did thousands and, and age ages ago. You don't know, right? Uh, indeed, in the third century, uh, uh, 43, we have to jump to 45. This, for, this form has been revealed to you for remembering, reminding you of my previous descent. For knowledge of my identity is not had otherwise through a mortal semblance. This is a weird inc- I didn't translate the verse, but I was reading, I studied it, but I didn't have time to print it out. Um, why did I appear this way? Because otherwise you would not know who I was. Right. If I'm just a born little baby, like, well, maybe it's Vishnu. I don't know. Maybe it's divine, but still, just a little child looks helpless. You won't know. Just a, a, a child born with all limitations. You won't. You won't know it's me. Right. And I want you to know it's me. I want you to feel I'm your son, but I also want you to know I'm God. Right. This is both things are important. And you can see, without this divine revelation, without this divine vision, she would never really know. And she's going to spend many years in prison actually right uh, 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 Krishna will eventually come and free her right all those years what's she thinking right oh my little boy he's going to be killed by this king 
not knowing who he really was, not knowing that he's come to liberate not just her but the whole the whole race, to re- liberate the earth from its burden, right? So it's very important that that she. So this revelation, this vision, this understanding, this flash of intuition, however we see th- these verses to, to to symbolize or to express, without it, we won't. She wouldn't know, right? They wouldn't know. That's also true for us reading the story. If we don't know from the very beginning, Krishna is Krishna. Krishna do Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is Bhagavan, God Himself, right? Then we'll misunderstand all the very human things that are said about Krishna. Krishna's life, we mentioned last week, is extremely human, right? It's, you know, Vamana, you know, Vamana and, and, and Narashinga and Varaha and, and Matsya and uh, Parshuram. These are all fantastical tales, easy to see them as divine. But when you see, just as a human being, seem like a little child, right? Or uh, how you could understand that he's Krishna. So you have to show from, the, from, from, from day one, literally from the second one, it's a flash of realization, who I am. That's, uh, uh, 44, first 44, I didn't, no, I didn't, 40, yeah. Costly think it, okay, here it is. 45. Ah, yes, yes. Yuvamam putra bhavena. Yuvamam. Both of you think about me how? Bhavena. Putra bhavena. Think of me with the bhava that I am your son. Putra bhava. Think of me, I am your son. And Brahma bhavena. And that I am Brahman. I am the supreme, absolute, infinite being. Think both of these things. If you, so sometimes one of them takes precedent other times the other takes precedent right but you ha- I want you to think both of these things continuously right it says cha and both ash asakrit constantly all the time think of me as both your son and as brahman uh, askrita chintayanto krita sneha Constantly meditate, think of me, contemplate on me as both your son and as Brahman, Krittasnehana, with love in your heart, with a with a with with a loving sentiments. Think of me with love. Look what will happen. Yasyate mat gatim param. Yasyate, you will attain mad gatim. Mad gatim means my goal or my abode, right? Param, my supreme abode. Thinking of this, you will attain the supreme abode. This is true of his parents, right? You, you think of me, no, I'm your son. I am born as your son, yet again, right? By your prayers from so long ago, right? And I am the supreme Brahman itself. The one that you realize, the one meditated upon by yogis and sages, right? The one realized in the meditation of sages and the ecstatic raptures of, of saints, right? That very being, I am also your son. I remember the whole play of the Bhagavatam we've been presenting is a play of this first mantra. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. The all-pervading being, the all-pervading divinity, also the son of Vasudev. Right? The, the infinite as well as the human. How the two touched. Both the mystery of the incarnation and the mystery of the, 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 the similar, the connection between God and this world also. Not only the infinite God playing as a human avatar, but also this whole world, in one sense, is another sense, is the manifestation, the avatar, the incarnation, incarnation of the of, of the divine. Both things have to be understood, including, of course, we're not Bhagavan, but that's also true in a smaller sense of us. We have to know we also we're we're, we're here we are as individuals, but there's also an absolute aspect. We're also Brahman, 
Aham Brahmasmi, Tatsamasi, the yogis say, the Upanishads say. Right? Uh, the problem is we say Aham Brahmasmi, I am Brahman. And when you say Aham, what do we think? We think we're this body. Right? And so that's so so here it's the beginning. We're both we're we're not this body, right? We're Brahman. Right. But Krishna is that body and Brahman. <laughs> that's <laughs> he actually is that form. He is can be worshipped this way. So we have to think. She's told, or the parents are told, and think simultaneously: my my divine absolute aspect and my human relation. Also, for us, not to take it as human, not to take, not to interpret Krishna as just a human being. And then another point that he won't, he'll return. He's gonna in a few seconds. He's off. He's off to. He's the father's gonna take him across the Yamuna, put him and switch switch places, the whole thing, bring back Yoga Maya Durga, right? The whole thing will happen. We'll do that next week. What what happens? Uh, he she won't see him for eleven years. That's what that's when Krishna appears again. Also reminds us the whole everything, whole Krishna lila happens in the Bhagavatam within eleven years. Ra, Rasa lila happens bef- before he's eleven, right? So we we superimpose our human thing. Oh, he's a young man having you know, going out with the with the gopis. It's a, it's the metaphoric language of, of romance, but it's where is there lust and, and romance in a in in a, in a eight nine year old child? Right, it's it's meant to. We're being hinted at. It, it all thing happens by by the time he's eleven, he returns and kills Kamsa and, re- and releases his mother and father. Right, but what she could have think? He says those eleven years she thinking. Right, oh my son, right, he's going to come back. He's God. He's my. Son. He's worried about him, and also knowing about him. Both things are there, right? And what's those eleven years? Eleven years also represents what's again at the end of eleven years is what twelve year cycle. This is a tapas. Right, there's these, these cycles are, are, are given, are kind of in, encoded in the text. Right? For Vishnu especially, 12 is important. Um, uh, uh, feeling that I am, and then what will happen? Think of me in, in 12, this, the first time you did for 12,000 divine years and got this boon. The second time you did over 12 weeks or something and you got a boon. This time, in 12 years also, you'll, you meditate upon me in this way. And you'll, you'll get, what is it? Madgata. Uh, uh, Param, you'll attain that supreme. At the end of this, the boon of this will not. Now, her, their duty had been done. Their purpose of their incarnation, of becoming the prajapati, becoming first prajapati, the uh, parents of uh, founding of mankind, right? Then is Aditi and Kashapa, which are the founders of the, of the demon and and deva race. They're the, both the parents of. Uh, 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 Diti and Aditi, founding the the human, the, the divine race, right now, giving coming just now. Uh, uh, um, uh, 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 now your final, now your duty is done, in a certain sense. After this, you'll attain the final, the thing you didn't ask for, because you had to do either because you you didn't want to yet, you didn't know yet, or because you're destined to be my parents, right, and go. Uh, uh, now you'll attain that supreme liberation or final freedom in, in my, uh, my uh, supreme abode. So we'll end there tonight. I think it's time for Arati. Um, one second. Uh, uh, next week, I think we're still here next week. No problem. And we'll, next week is um, uh, uh, the how Krishna, how, Deva, how, uh, how Krishna is spirited away to, and the transfer happens. And there's much yogic symbolism of that too. There's crossing a particular river that's very important, Yamuna. Right there is uh, the serpent that protects them. There's many coded uh, yogic symbolism, as well as deep spiritual truth in it. Uh, what time is it now? I think it's 6:20.
35. Okay, well, I'm already late, so no questions. <laughs> After we can talk, we're time for RIT. Thank you for your kind attention. We'll. Jai Ma, Jai Ma, Jai Ma.